What are some games that are the best bang for your buck? This talk ain't cheap. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Triangle Squared. It's a celebratory episode, Saul. Lucky number 20. L- lucky number 20. Now... I know we've had the conversation a couple times, but are we still sticking with number tw- lucky number for literally the rest? Is it never going to change? Never going to change. This is my last plea to... Nope. Okay. It, go- it goes unheard. Well, you heard it, guys. It is always going to be lucky number blank, blank, blank. 20 weeks in. You see, I just went to the triple digits, y'all. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, this is Triangle Squared, if you don't know, a PlayStation podcast. Uh, I am Brett, your host, alongside me. Your other host, Saul Bridges. Hello. I'm Brett Beck, in case you want to know the creepy details of my last name, but, you know, I'll take it. I'm Saul Guatemala. Guatemala? Guatemala. Guacamole. (laughs) We post to YouTube every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We post to SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Google Play Music bunch of other podcast services podcast edit. for your audio enjoyment. Uh, so, you know, uh, and we've been asking for a while, if you do listen to us on audio uh, services, if it's iTunes, we really appreciate it if you would rate us and uh, give us a review. It really helps get our numbers up there so more people can find us, and it helps us know what we need to do to keep the show uh, either going strong or to help it get better uh, so that it can be the best show for everybody, hopefully. So, Saul, with that being said... We're going to do a little bit of a weird jump in between our segments instead of doing a... We're going to combine a segment to an extent. Uh, we have a couple of uh, reader mail things. I sent out the uh, normal tweet of what do people want to know about. And one of the results we got back or one of the one of the responses we got to it uh, was from Ryan where he wanted to know uh, our impressions on Hellblade spoiler free. So the upside is, is that kind of merges with what we've been playing because I haven't played a whole lot besides Hellblade this last week. But I, I, I know you have. Uh no, I really haven't actually. I played really because you planted Hellblade th- Wednesday. It came out Tuesday, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I platinumed it the day after it came out. Um, and I played that, and I played No Man's Sky, which is something else we're going to be talking about because yeah. it's actually another uh, viewer yeah. question. Yeah. So, but do you want to start with your Hellblade impressions or mine? Uh, well, mine may be a little more fresh okay. uh, because I just beat it today. I yep. was pretty close last night, but. Uh, was was tired and was working on some music stuff, so I ended up not going back into it. So I would say, I, I, you know, I beat it today. I, I really wanted to make sure that I beat it before this episode, so that's why I was really appreciate like, yeah. making sure I beat it today because I wanted. I, I, I was talking with Hannah. I was like, you know, what if the game's great until literally the last hour and then it all falls apart? Yeah, I was like, I need to know that. That would be disappointing. Uh, so the upside is, is that my overall impression. I mean, if I had to put it in one sentence, is that it was a great game and it was worth my money. Um, now, going off of that, I think the game does a lot of things that other games have not done in a while. I think the game does some things that AAA games have done well for a little while, but the other upside is that this is that mid-space, mid-tier, we're not trying to be something more, hey, we have creative freedom. Uh, and with that, I think, comes a lot of upside. So this is not a spoiler in any sense of the fashion. Um, if you've been following the game, you know there's absolutely no multiplayer component. Correct. Uh, and I think that that's partially because there is no develop, there's no um, publisher behind them trying to get them to add things to make the game more commercially successful. This is a group of, of developers who are extremely talented who just wanted to make something that they had a vision for. Uh, and I think for the most part, that vision follows through. The game uses really interesting 
it uses audio in an interesting way, and I know me and Saul oh, talked about yeah. it a little bit. We've mentioned on Twitter, if you're going to play the game, make sure that you are playing with headphones. I honestly uh, wouldn't even say don't bother playing this game if you don't play with headphones. Yeah, I mean... It I, takes a lot of the experience out the of The game it. tells you at the very beginning, the game is best enjoyed with headphones. You know, a lot of games will say it's best... It does? In, yeah, it does. I must have missed that. Yeah. Uh, so just follow through the advice. When it, when it said that, I went ahead and put them on, which I'm, I'm lucky because I normally don't play games with headphones on unless I just... And trying to be quiet or want to hear when there's people being too loud around me. Yeah, um, it depends on the game, but mostly I always wear headphones. So, yeah, I mean, my impressions are that the game has fun combat. Uh, I've seen a couple of people say underdeveloped. I wouldn't go that far. I think, the, I think the combat develops as much as it needs to within the scope of the game. Yeah, I think that in the very beginning, it's very basic combat, but then about well, and two hours the basicness in. of it also comes from the fact that early game, the game's not piling onto you. Right. The, the game, it, it's interesting because the, the game... Uh, and would you? I don't know, Saul. Uh, I don't think I would consider this a spoiler, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. The game does not have any form of hand-holding. It's not a spoiler, really, right? No. I mean, uh, no. When the game does not tell you about how to... It doesn't tell you how to move. doesn't tell you how to move the camera. doesn't tell you how to fight. doesn't tell you if fighting even exists in case you've never heard of this game and just picked it up on a whim. Yeah, but, if it wasn't for the start menu that has the, the button correlations to your attacks, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So it's one of those things where the game, yeah, the game gives you everything you need because, you know, it's not even one of those things like God of War used to like, oh, hey, here's a here's the move that you need to try and do on these people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's going to get more into because it kind of can do that in a way. But not in any traditional way. Not in a way I've ever seen it done in a video game. Okay, I think I know what so, you're talking and about. I won't, it, so. And of course, we're not doing any spoilers with these impressions, so um, I'm not going to speak of that. Just know that if you want to experience this game, you cannot watch somebody play it, even if they're not commentating. Because it has to do with the actual experience of playing a game with a certain mechanic. Now... I guess the mechanic is not a spoiler. Do you think that the the sound mechanic is a spoiler? I would say no, but I, I would set it up would, like this. I w- instead of going into exactly what, what they do with it, uh, for those who don't know, I'm going to say, hey, you've never heard of Hellblade, and for some reason you're just hopping into us. Hellblade is a game by Ninja Theory. Uh, they have made a bunch of action games. They did DMC uh, Reboot. They did Enslaved Odyssey to the West. They did Heavenly Sword back on the uh, PS3 around launch. Uh, so they have a history of these type of games that have very combat-heavy, action experiences and a lot of them are very narrative driven so this isn't out of their realm uh in this game you play as a a woman named sinua and this happens throughout viking times is where this game is set it's set in a you know norse mythology setup and again this is all things you can find just by scratching the surface the part of the stick of the game is that you are sinua is dealing with psychosis and the effects that's having on her brain. So the whole game takes place with her on a journey to do something, uh, and the whole time the game kind of keeps you uneasy because of seeing things the way she sees it or hearing things the way she hears it. And that's where audio comes in. Uh, For those who don't know, psychosis is you hear voices and stuff like that. You know, there's almost like a multiple personality set up to it. So uh, they use that. In every aspect of the game. That's where I'm going to take that. Okay, yeah, and that, that's how I would do it. Um, so if you were rate, to rate this game out of 10, what would you rate it? I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of putting numbers on games. Oh, really? Ne- never have I love been. It. Never have been because I think that when you put a number on a game, someone else sees that number, and that game may be, may be better for them. 
Do you, you know what I mean? And I know that when you, when I put the number on, it's my number. But when someone else sees that number, they may take that as to whether they would enjoy it or not. And I think every well, game has. That's why I like a review that just goes over the game, what they liked, what they didn't like. They don't put a number on it. They let people read it, figure it out, and they go. That sounds like something I would like. That sounds like something I wouldn't like. I could see that. I've always used these numbers though as a frame of reference, though. Is that okay? Well, I mean, higher. I, you know, the higher I can I can read through and stuff and and know, but the higher is generally you know. Okay, so the I'll, most they I mean, I'll give you it. I'll give you what you want. So I just wanted to preface it with I'm not normally one to go for numbers, and okay. I wanted to be known that do not take my number as a you should or should not play it because honestly you could look in the game and go that doesn't look like something I would enjoy at all my number right. is even is, is more off uh, my number is not low uh, and again I beat it today I haven't had as much time but I think the level of depths in this game uh, and then I just liked from a design aspect how they really tried working into the multiple layers of her psychosis I would give it right now a solid 8.5 Okay. Possibly a nine, but I want to have time to stew on that before I actually say that. Okay. Uh, but the game, as to, to reinforce that number for those who don't necessarily know my gaming preferences, I'm a very heavy into very story-driven narrative games, uh, and I'm not big on co-op or stuff typically, so I really do like the one-on-one aspect. And I think the game did a lot of things. I, they they made combat weighty and tense, and, and there's a lot of times in the game where the combat, you just it's stressful in a, in a good way. In my opinion, like it's stressful in the way where it makes it's you nerve wracking. It, it is. It makes you. I almost say it makes you feel for the character in a way that I don't typically feel for in games. It may, it kind of puts you in in her shoes. Exactly. So it's creepy. I mean, that's where my number is on it. So I would say great game. So glad it's really the majority of what I've been playing this week. I still have been chipping away at this guy three, and I'm actually stuck in the item world right now. But we'll go into that in a little bit. So what are your impressions to finish up? Kind of what you were talking about. Um, so I'll, I'll throw my number out there at the very beginning and then I'll explain why I'm going to give it a solid eight. Uh, I do believe in decimals. So there is a reason why it's not an 8.5 or a nine. Uh, but this is once again, one of those kind of weird, this generation problems, but, um, I thought the game was fantastic. I had the afternoon of the, uh, of the release of the day. Um, I can't speak today. The afternoon of the game's release. So Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So Tuesday and I had Wednesday off. So I actually got to sit down and play it for a couple hours on Tuesday, then wake up and finish it on uh, Wednesday. And I finished it all in one sitting, but that is, I woke up, I got up and I ate lunch and stuff. I started playing around 11, did not finish it till about five. Okay. So that's right there is six hours of just straight games. That's not me getting up and doing nothing. That was me set down for three, uh, six hours. And I clocked about three hours of constant gameplay in the night before. So, so you, so it took you around nine hours, nine hours. Um, and which the, is about around the line of what they were saying. So. Right. And for 30 bucks, you know, people used to pay 60 bucks to get a single player game on, you know, PS three or so. And that's what it would take to beat it. Yeah. So you pay half the price. So I think the price to value is perfect um and i want to mention the game really looks like a triple a game for the it really for does. the majority of the game i mean there's i, I would i want to say i mean like there I, there's nothing that just stood out as low quality to me no and see that's another one of the kind of things that um that i can agree with because the story was great even though it had some predictability in it but the story itself was fantastic there are these things in the game unique. called lore yeah unique. it was really unique um there are the things in the game called lore stones. I recommend getting every one of those. Uh, not only will it get you the platinum, that's the only uh, missable or collectible trophy in the game. I missed it. Didn't but, get the platinum when I beat it. Uh, well, see, and I, I guarantee you it's the one that I almost missed. But, uh, we'll see. 
but I had high, high expectations when the game came out, and it met them. The combat started slow, but then very quickly snowballed into something pretty fun. Yeah, built um, appropriately. It, I would say it's about 70% puzzle solving and gameplay and about 30% combat. Well, I think at some points of the game, but I mean... Because towards the end, dude, late, game, solid. late game, they step combat encounters yeah. up quite a yeah, bit, yeah. which almost starts to throw that number back. So I'm going to say 60-40. 60-40, okay. I which I think that. is still about fair. You know, yeah. I, I could meet you in the middle, 65-35. Because people are saying that this is an action-adventure game. I think that that is a, mis, uh, a mistitling. I think it's more of a puzzle. Uh, I would say puzzle-adventure. It's hard to say because there's, I mean, there's a lot of action adventure games are just puzzle heavy. I mean, Uncharted's action adventure is puzzle heavy. Yeah, but Uncharted, you're shooting a gun every 30 seconds or so. I mean, not necessarily true. There are big spans of nothing but, you know, puzzle solving. Yeah, but I, it certainly has but a lot I'm more. with you, but the pacing is very different. Yeah. And I will say the pacing in this game, for the most part, felt right. There was a couple of times where I thought that uh, at least um, early on, I, I stopped having that feeling later, but early on in one segment, I was like, well, I'm kind of getting a little bored of this mechanic, uh, a puzzle mechanic. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll know it's it's through one of the first gates. Yeah. Um, it was very... And it was cool like the first two times, and then I was like, okay. It but got overwhelmingly, for a puzzle, it got really overwhelming in the area it gave you to do it in. It was just like, okay, I had this entire area to do this mechanic in, and it's, and we're talking about the same thing at least, and it's like there are, I see three possibilities now, and if you mess up on one, you gotta go redo them all. So it's kind of like, that took me two hours alone in that whole puzzle area. But um, there is... Oh, a, we're talking about a different area, but I didn't know what you were talking about. Okay. There is a misconception with the game i think that if it if they basically said that it was a puzzle adventure game people because i know some people went into it expecting uh combat and action like god of war and that's not what this game is uh people are going into it i've heard reviews say this game is 30 hours long and you there's no absolute way that you could add up an entire playthrough and it'd be 30 hours i haven't seen that in any review there there's been two reviews i've seen that it's one said 20 hours which some maybe if you're just really really bad at puzzle Puzzles, solving yeah, or if yeah. you really like to take your time or you didn't realize there's a sprint button or i got stuck in one area longer than i should have but still i got stuck in two areas total though it's about two hours yeah. no, i wouldn't say quite two hours on the, in the last level uh or the last no time. i got stuck for like 30 minutes in one area but it's really hard to imagine that game racking up that high i mean the, oh, set yeah. your expectations realistic i mean if, if you're mildly good at games you're talking eight to ten hours if you have a little bit of problems in puzzle solving it may take you around 12 hours i mean yeah. that's about the so, most i can see for 30 bucks though mm-hmm. worth it um like i said though there is a reason that it's not an 8.5 or higher um, and that's because on I still use the standard PS4, not a PS4 Pro or Slim, and I had some massive um, performance issues towards the end there. Uh, stuttering, my frames dropped down to like 10 to 20 frames per second very, very easily, and it kind of kind of threw me out for a little bit, but it was luckily only through one very specific area, and that area only lasted maybe 10 minutes. So and as a as a aside to Saul saying, uh, I did not experience any technical difficulties, and he any, has a pro. any performance hits, but I, I am playing on a pro. Right. So uh, I think- and to be fair, I'm playing on a pro, but I'm still playing 30 frames per second. Uh, if for pro users, there is a 60 frames per second mode. Oh, oh I would have done uh, that. <laughs> that I did not use uh, just because I thought the game ran fine at 30. And it looked pretty. So it was like the perfect mixture of it ran 
had zero frame drops literally the entire game on me for pro so something to keep in mind if you have a base pro i mean if you have a base model ps4 you may experience some technical difficulties in these early stages before they hopefully patch that out um, i hope it's not a widespread issue it may have just been a weird ps4 thing for you um but my, I mean, my ps4 is not known to load or known to not load the playstation store so it very well could be it's a yeah, launch so who ps4 knows? who knows but, I think it was a great game and i think you should pick it up I, I, I would definitely agree i think ninja theory knocked it out of the park that, and that's and one of the I'm inspirations really, for our topic today i'm really interested in seeing if they continue to go, to go this route of this what they want to call triple a indie uh that middle grade space i think it's cool to see them do this and i can definitely tell there's a couple of things that i'm sure a lot of developers would not have let or a lot of uh publishers would not necessarily have been so keen to let stay in the game um yeah just because i mean the game is not shy about the fact that this this game may not be for you this is, this is not a game for everybody you know right what I mean? if you go so. into a game looking for heavy action and i mean even if you go into a game looking for a for very me. rich story because it's a very it's a very easy to follow story it's not there it's not the depth of it is not deep 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 now it's a very good story well the depth the depth comes from the way that you start to realize yeah, perception see, right of everything. so there yeah. is there is things in the story that make it great and it is a good story i'm not saying it's not i'm just it's if you're wanting to go into like the witcher or something that has tons and tons of depth you know so it. i would actually i don't know if you'd be down for this at some point but maybe even tomorrow or some point i would actually be kind of down to do literally just a spoiler filled impression video for hellblade because i really kind of want to talk and see what other people think be, about what i was talking to you about before we started recording yeah and it could be it could be a fairly short video i think but, well, we yeah, might, but i mean yeah. t- even 10 minutes of spoiler discussion i'd be down for it man and yeah because we're going to do uh we're gonna be guests on the um kind of funny best friends podcast or playstation best friends playstation name, yeah. best friends yeah um and that kind of sounds like i had to tell annie like not the kind of funny podcast <laughs> like <laughs> we ain't there <laughs> so um but those guys are great and uh, we may do that before or after that their podcast we're guest on um yeah but i guess i'm gonna, I'm gonna send a tweet out and see if people would be would watch it Okay. And we'll yeah. see how we'll see our response. Um, do you want me to go ahead and drop into the drop? Yeah. It ahead. is actually fairly long and I know news is fairly long, so we can always get through this pretty easily. Yeah, go ahead. Um uh, drop brought to you by Sprite Tropical Mix. Not a real sponsor. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Now we're not gonna get paid by Coke. Thank you. <laughs> we have, maybe we'll get seven up. <laughs> ew. We have three D mini golf, a digital PS four title. Agents of Mayhem, a digital and retail PS4 title. I did not know that was retail. I thought that Isn't was it free? Be- no, think about it. Is that a free to play? Maybe the maybe the retail is one of those ones where like you get Paragon. a case and you get yeah, you get um, personal stuff. I thought it was free to play. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. We have City Skylines, PlayStation 4 edition, digitally for PS4. Dark Mystery, a digital PS4 title. Defenders of Ekron, a digital PS4 title. Iliosi's Il- Hunt. A digital PS4 title. The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 2, a digital PS4 title. We have Matterfall, a big title up this week. It's yeah. a PS4 title digitally. Looks great. It does. Nidhogg 2. I'm not a fan of the art change yet. I think it's interesting. but I'm not sure what Nidhogg 1 was. Uh, Nidhogg 1 was, uh, for those who don't know, I'll go ahead and tell you too, Saul. Uh, it was like a game where it was 2D and it had like really, really basic sprite animations, but it was basically like a fencing game. And the, the objective was to fence your opponent. And even though you die, you'd constantly respawn, but you'd have to run. So there'd be a stage. And then say you were here and I was here. My objective is to make it through all the stages this way until I get to the end. And your objective is to make it all the way this way. And we constantly fight oh. to run back and forth. And the person who gets to the end of their area first wins. Got it. Okay. It was very fun. It was very fun. You should, you should check it out. 
Makes sense. Um, we have Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition for a digital PS4 title. Looks like Scorpion. <laughs> kind of does. Just a little bit. Or, I was going to say, or um, Bad Guy from Ninja Turtles. Uh, 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 oh, Shredder? Uh, Shredder, yeah. We have Observer, a digital PS4 title. Paranormal Activity, The Lost Soul, a digital PSVR oh, okay. title. Well, that makes a little more sense. I could see that. Yeah. We have the, <laughs> the Pillars of the Earth, a digital PS4 title. Sonic Mania, the one I'm most excited for, coming digitally to PS4. Sudden Strike 4, a digital and retail title for PS4. Tokyo 42, a digital PS4 title. Undertale, a PS4 and PS Vita digital title. I think there is a collector's edition of this that you can have physically. And I beat Undertale on my PC, but I will pick it up again for PS4 for trophies and if they have a physical version. Well, it's coming to Vita too, isn't it? Yeah, but it it only says digital right here. Uh, I was just making sure. Um, and then we have last game on the list. We have Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma, a digital and retail title for PS4 out Friday. Yeah, and that's a Vita remaster. It is. These games are really, really good. I highly recommend them to you. If you like puzzles and uh, Escape the Room type games mixed with visual novels and a lot of <clears> cool <throat> story, those games are for you. Yeah, I've only played Virtue's Last Reward, but start with nine nine nine. You gotta start with nine ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Well, at the time that I played Virtue's Last Reward, 999 was, was only a DS game, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, makes so. sense. All right, well, I'll go ahead and hop into news uh, for the time being. Uh, and the news is actually, it's like we have a couple of big ones and then a couple of small ones. So the two big ones I'm going to go ahead and hit out first. Uh, first one up is that Eurogamer have apparently gotten their hands on the release notes for the upcoming PS4 update 5.00 ahead of beta testing. The notes shed light on some of the features we'll see, and one of them is the ability for the PS4 Pro specifically to stream in 1080p 60 frames per second through Twitch directly from the console. Um, that is not true on base model PS4. Just for everybody, it's, I think it's 720p, 60 frames per second on base console. Yeah. Um, so the update also looks to incorporate notifications into the quick menu uh, as to not have you go back into the home page to accept invites, etc. Uh, it also seems to be revamping the master sub account system, uh, adding the ability to follow any user. Uh, and that's actually something kind of similar with the Xbox has uh, and support for seven more languages. Uh, there's also word that the update is planned to launch alongside a refreshed PlayStation app for phones, boasting an improved design and better performance. So I actually kind of like that. I know that you use the PlayStation app a lot. Downloaded Hellblade with it. Downloaded uh, No I did, Man's I did Sky too, actually. With it, I did, so. I, the, for the first time in a while, I've used it to do uh, Hellblade so I could download it while I was at work. Hey, Tabby. You coming in to ruin things again? Okay. Uh-oh. Podcast kitty in the house. Yep. Uh-oh. And this next this next news piece, we're actually going to talk to you, at, uh, I would say, at the end, right? Since that's actually a viewer question, we'll talk more in depth. Well, no, I'll go ahead and just hop it in here. Okay. It'll be fine. Because, I mean, it's not going to be a super long discussion, but I think it'll be long enough to warrant a little, maybe a breakout. Um, so, No Man's Sky Update 1.3, titled Atlas Rises, releases this week. Uh, or actually already released. It released on Friday, right? Yesterday? Or was it the day before? It uh, was yesterday. Okay. Anyway, Friday. some of the biggest additions in the update include 30 new hours of branching story content, galactic regeneration, which adds wealth, economy, and conflict levels to star systems, uh, new exotic planet types with an increased variety and in visual quality, the ability to discover and scavenge cargo from fra- uh, crashed freighters on planet surfaces, a new mission system. Oh, man, I left the mouse over there. Oh, well. As long as your computer doesn't <laughs> go fall asleep on us. 
Uh, the ability to discover and scavenge cargo from crash freighters on planet services, a new mission system that constantly generates different types of objectives for different people who like, you know, uh, fetch objectives and stuff like that right uh interstellar trading between star systems which is pretty cool so you can actually go to one star system uh grab some stuff and then take it to a different star system that doesn't have those uh, those resources and sell it for a hike's price that's cool that's I, I like the that's idea kind of like that. elite dangerous too that's really yeah, cool so uh, terrain editing via an enhanced multi-tool uh which is pretty cool it's like you can actually just aim it and then add or subtract terrain around your bases which is pretty interesting. Uh, and then there's ancient portals that can now be activated and used by inputting combinations of glyphs to revisit old planets or teleport to new ones. Uh, next thing up, overhauled space flight and combat, which really is pretty cool to me because one of my biggest complaints about the initial game uh, is that you did not get to see what any form of what they talked about early days with like the way that space combat looked in the early trailers. Oh, man. Uh, so if you looked at some of the pictures, of this, it looks like we're getting to the more grand scale ones. Um, joint exploration is a new thing as well, uh, and this is what we are pretty excited about. We talked about it on Twitter a little bit. Uh, visualized by floating orbs, up to 16 players can now see, communicate, and explore. Saw you that worried about it. If that computer shuts off. <laughs> All right, so up to 16 players can now see, communicate, and explore the universe together, while interactions with others is currently very limited. Uh, this is an important first step into the world of synchronous co-op in No Man's Sky. Uh, this is actually a quote from um, Sean Murray, if I'm not mistaken. So it says, uh, while interaction is very limited, VOIP, so voiceover IP, allows proximity-based voice chat with other nearby explorers, In quote. Uh, other smaller but notable features include an overhaul to the UI, enhanced textures and visuals, low flight allowing you to fly directly above the planet's terrain, which sounds pretty awesome, actually. Um, the ability to summon your ship from anywhere on the planet's surface. Boy. I'll use that today. It's really cool. That Because I hated having to walk back to your ship. It, you backtrack it so still, much. It still uses um, your... Your thrust, uh, your thrust engines. So you still have to keep that supply with gas in order. If you don't, I think you could still use, I think it's plutonium to get uh, gas back in there, kind of remotely, and then send it to you. But it's really cool, cool. cool. Uh, and then one of the other things, uh, let's see, uh, summon your ship back from anywhere on the planet's surface, as well as uh, other quality of life improvements. So I kind of like that. There was a bunch of cool stuff going into it, but I'm not going to go into all of that. Uh, but one last thing is that the PS4 users now have the ability to adjust their field of view via the options menu. So that's Thank awesome. goodness. Okay, next up on the list, uh, this is something I just found interesting, and in case that you are a pop collector, um, you'll find it interesting, I'm assuming. Uh, PS4 exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn has official Funko Pops coming. You can get Aloy, Errand, an Eclipse Cultist, and two different variations of a watcher, one that's blue, uh, for unalert, and then there's a Best Buy exclusive that's yellow, so it's like an alert watcher. Yeah, I'm gonna get one of those. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna get the. I'm probably gonna get the alert one. I think that's cooler. Uh, next thing on the list, Capcom have officially revealed the pricing and date for Dragon's Dogma: Dark Arisen. The last gen remaster will include the original game as well as all of its DLC, and will be releasing on October 3rd in both Europe and North America at the affordable price of 29.99. Same. We've been seeing a lot of really value priced games lately, so I'm loving it. I think that is the perfect price for a remaster that is just a remaster, not like improved um, like game systems or... Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's a great 
great price for that. And it's definitely going to make me want to jump back into it instead of having to spend 40 or 60 uh, But next thing up, Bethesda have announced a Game of the Year edition for Fallout 4. The Game of the Year edition will include all six add-ons for the game and will be available on September 26th. Uh, to celebrate, Bethesda also announced plans for a very limited quantity of Pip-Boy Collector's Editions to be released exclusively in North America. Uh, that includes the Game of the Year version of the game uh, for ninety nine ninety nine. And there was no pricing mentioned of the game itself, but I'm assuming, and I think it's a safe assumption, that the game will be fifty nine ninety nine, which is kind of a lot, considering the game can be had for like 20 or 30 right now. Uh, but, oh, well, I mean, you, you are getting all the DLC. Now, I did think it was interesting that I guess some, they sold out of the Pit-Boy editions initially, so they're trying to rectify that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to make the joke, so. <laughs> I'm going to take her outside real quick. All right, go ahead. Uh, next thing up on the list, the Uncharted franchise continuing beyond, beyond the Lost Legacy is not completely ruled out. In an interview with Daily Star, uh, Naughty Dog Sean S. Kag, I'm pretty sure that's how you say that, said, we don't know what the future holds, but you're right. It could be something new. It could be another Uncharted. Who knows? Naughty Dog is not afraid of exploring more stuff, end quote. Uh, I think that is actually particularly pretty interesting. Uh, I'm extremely excited to play The, La- the Lost Legacy and realistically I think that there is more room in the Uncharted franchise to see other character stories uh, I just think that for the time being Nate's story should be left off where it was with 4 maybe never even touched again it was a very good ending uh, and I thought Uncharted 4 was a great game so if that's the swan song specifically for Nate's involvement in the Uncharted series I think that's cool uh, as long as they can continue to find interesting ways to let you play other people's stories like maybe Charlie Cutter from the third game uh, I'd be alright with that and I don't know what other characters they could actually hop in. Chloe was a smart choice, and Nadine bringing back was kind of smart because a lot of people liked her. So more more Uncharted might be happening after the Lost Legacy. There's no ruling it out. So interesting. I didn't. Know I'm about down. That. I'm down with that. Uh, next thing up is like we talked about uh, in the drop. House Mark's upcoming side scroller Matterfall will run at 1080p, 60 frames per second on the PS4 Pro, and at 900p, 60 frames per second on the standard PS4. Uh, the developers aimed more for a stable frames per se- uh, a, a, more for a stable 60 frames per second over resolution bump, and that was when they were questioned about whether the PS4 Pro version, PS4 Pro version would be 4K 30. Right, um, and it should always be 1080p 60 on games like this. Definitely. These games require and, well, 60. And, the, and honestly, the fact that people were wondering why the base PS4 couldn't hit 1080p, the game is very, very physics Particle driven. effect. People don't realize these. No, f- physics driven. Oh. When you go to physics calculations, it's really hard to push those physics calculations Just through a CPU. Just the particle effects I saw in the videos is like, those things, people don't realize that how, how much power particle effects like that take, too. Well, I'm not a developer, but I, I would imagine it probably takes quite a bit. I mean, that was one of the, the bigger sales of the PS4, was the ability to show more particle effects over what the PS3 could do. And the PS3 has some impressive looking games with little particle effects. Uh, next up, Square Enix have officially announced Dragon Quest Builders 2 for the PS4 and Switch. Uh, the follow-up to 2016 Surprising Seller will not have a Vita version this go-around and looks to add a much-requested feature from the first game in multiplayer. I will probably pick this up on PS4, but if somebody else I know gets it on Switch, I'll probably get it on Switch. Who it's knows? one of those games that I'll flip-flop on. Well, the game is right now, the, the developers are saying they're looking to release it by the summer of 2018. Uh, there's no word of whether that will hold or not. That's not an official announcement. Which is it's crazy, because that game window. just came out earlier this year. No, uh, Dragon Age Builder, oh, Dragon Age, God, Dragon Quest Builders came out in October here uh, last year, 
So October, wow, really? October 2016 here, and it came out in January. Oh, it came out in February. It was like January 28th in uh, Japan. So it's been done for a while. I am it's not wrong. that crazy. Uh, next thing up, Sega looks set to show off more of Sonic Forces, the 3D Sonic game. Uh, with Mania releasing soon, all focus has shifted to that. But once it is out, there will be a, quote, ton of Sonic Forces news. End quote. Sonic Forces is currently set to launch this holiday season, so if you're interested in that, uh, be sure to kind of keep an eye out for that uh, after Tuesday. I don't know how much time they'll give between the release of Mania and busting out all the Sonic news. Uh, one of the other small sides for Sonic Forces is that it may not be a $60 title, maybe 40 which Sonic would be Ma- more appropriate. Sonic Mania is not coming on Vita, is it? No, and I don't honestly know why. It's a very good question. That, uh, that's why I'm buying it on Switch. I'm oh, getting it on PS4. I, I've got the collector's edition that comes with the the, the statue and the full size Genesis yeah. uh, replica. When you flick it on, it goes Sega. The thing is huge. It is huge. It's a full size Genesis. I got a full size Genesis. It's yeah. Them things are massive. What I'll do is I'll take that Sonic and I'll throw them on top of my real Genesis. <laughs> but it won't say Sega. If I put a game in and to turn it on, it will. Then it requires VGA and all kinds of dumb stuff. Yeah, it's Power more cable. Who has one of those? Final thing on the news is that 2D action platformer Valferis is now coming to the Vita. Announced back in June for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, the developers have now revealed via Twitter that the game will also be making its way to Sony's beloved handheld. Uh, there is no necessary window date. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is by the same developer that did Slain Back from Hell. So... That sounds familiar. Uh, it was a Vita game as well. Ah. I think it came on PS4. Okay. So now that we're out of news. You want me to go through this reader mail real quick? Uh, yeah, we did get a, new, a reader mail from what looks to be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was a first time listener, correct? Yes. And it came from Gmail. And you guys can always submit us reader mail questions in Gmail. And we always have that and our Twitter in the link down below. And these come from, the first one is from Joshua. And this comes from Gmail. He says, what's up, guys? First time listener was looking for a podcast talking about PlayStation, and you guys are awesome and have honest opinions, so you guys rock. I am also a God of War fan. Thank you for the compliments. Question. You were talking about trophies, and he puts in he has 101 Platinums. Impressive. Nice. I don't cheat nor hack trophies. The other day, I was wondering if you ever had a game where the trophy is glitched. Example for me, Sniper Elite 3. I collected all of the intel, and it never gave me the trophy. It did the same thing for Sniper Elite 2, and they fixed it a few days later after the release. I stopped playing it because of that, plus multiplayer trophies are the ones I hate the most. Thanks, guys. Keep this podcast running forever. You need help with a game, my PSN, and he gives us his PSN. Um, and then he says, P.S. I Platinum Destiny. Here's uh, my video of it. I also make video collector's editions if you want to check them out. I checked out both of his videos of this and the Mortal Kombat unboxing for the Collector's Edition. Both very good videos. So you you make some good videos, dude. Um, we may call on you for Platinuming Destiny. That's still yeah. something I want to do. No joke. I, I've, when, so, as soon as I read this, I was like, got to plant that Destiny. Only, only Flawless Raider and Trophy and, and Raid on Hard Mode are the only two I'm, most, I'm missing. So if you can help us with those... I love you forever. I'm going to we'll, send him a friend request as soon as we get done with this. I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna have to remember, but I'm going to do it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sending the, the thing in, first of all. Um, I'm glad you liked the show. And, of course, like we say, anybody who wants to email us a question, uh, our email is trianglesquaredpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and, like I said, you can also always tweet us your questions. We normally try and tweet out a little bit of a, of a primer for if you want any questions answered. So going into what he's talking about, uh, we loosely talked about it before, but I have had a few games where I've had trophy problems where I've done everything 
trophy just doesn't pop. So right. one of those games, excuse me, is uh, for me Infamous Two. Okay, beat the game on hard. Trophy didn't pop. I've never because it was like my third time playing it because I played it, or it was my second time. That's right. But I, I played it back to back. I always do the the good ending first, and then I play the hard the hard mode bad ending. That's the way I always try to do Infamous games. Okay. Uh, for some reason, it didn't pop and it annoyed me. And even though I've gone back and played Infamous two since then, uh, last time I played it, I just wanted to enjoy the game, so I just played it. And I was like, man, I should have thought about it. I could have gotten the trophy at that point and got the platinum for that game. And then I have literally every Sucker Punch game ever released on PlayStation platforms. Oh, you have Second Son platinumed? Yeah, of course. Oh, I didn't know that. And I've got all the Sly Coopers uh, that Sucker Punch made platinum. I never did get the platinum for uh, Thieves in Time. It was actually quite a bit harder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I started working on it, but I didn't do it. So, I mean, that's one of my biggest examples. I don't think I have another example of a game that really glitched on me. I really don't either. Um, I will say, though, that one of my most... My, the most one of the most platinums I enjoyed was Titan Souls. And Ooh, yeah. one of the last trophies I had to get was one called Hard Biscuit. I love the title of the tr- this trophy because it's Hard Biscuit and it's for not rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so it is an amazing title kind of reference back to Limp Biscuit. But um you have to beat the whole game without rolling? Yes. <laughs> Man, that, how many times do you have to beat that game to get the platinum? Four times. You have to beat it in less than 20 minutes. You have to beat it without dying. Um, you have to beat it without rolling and you have to be, beat it normally. Or if you can combine those, I'm pretty sure. Well, you also have to like unlock modes, if I remember correctly. So you may have to beat it more than that. I don't um, know. That's interesting. But it didn't exactly glitch on me. I just, I did it and I was watching the titles and trophy didn't pop. And I was like, well, shit! I must have rolled somewhere without without paying attention, or well, you couldn't even roll in it. Like I think they disabled the circle button. So I'm like, well, what happened? And I sit there and I'm like, okay, gonna start this again. And I get almost to the first boss and it pops. I'm like, thank God, <laughs> like it actually so did. It was delayed. Yeah, and that was oh, that, that that put me through about 20 minutes of torment. But wow, okay. it, it was just delayed. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for the question, and I we'll probably I, both add you on um, on uh, PSN too. Yeah, and I Actually, can't I'll promise that, right that the now. podcast will literally run forever, but we will do everything we can to keep it going for as long as possible. So, uh, moving on from that, we actually te- we handled the other reader mail in the news section and the what we're playing section. So, Saul, at this point, comes time to discuss uh, what the episode twenty topic is. And that well, topic- we, hold on, hold on, we didn't go into the new No Man's Sky though, did we? Yeah. We did, what, oh, uh, you're right. We did. not apologize. Yeah, we got you. Don't worry, Sean. Or <laughs> yeah, it's Sean Ryan. And then Ryan asked us about uh, uh, Hellblade, which of course we got. Yeah, we did. Mr. So, Mr. Ryan. Okay, GT. well, yeah. As a, as a quick little um, No Man's Sky thing, I will say. I mean, I think that the update's really big. Obviously, we already went through what the update is. I think the right. update is definitely enough to pull players back in who are a little apprehensive or people who were kind of shook off from the front. I think the first thing to say is that. We are finally seeing an update that adds the foundation for what multiplayer is going to eventually be, hopefully. I am just going to show him uh, Joshua, who's sitting in the reader oh, mail. I'm looking at his trophy profile. He's level 33. I've never seen somebody that high level before. Oh, I have. Dan, only, only Dan one is other up person. there, like 20-ish, isn't he? He's got a lot of Platinums. I don't yeah. know if it's 101. But I'm going to go ahead and send Ooh, you. That's uh, rough, man. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that some of the people who were hard on the game at the beginning, I think that with them actually seeing multiplayer, which is uh, one of the biggest reasons people were disappointed, um, is that they didn't see multiplayer, which was talked about before release and shown technically, or not really shown, but it was talked about a whole lot. And it was shown in a sense where you felt like, oh, hey, that is another ship coming down, but you didn't realize it was NPCs. It still does that, but it does that a lot more often. 
which yeah. is really, really cool. Um, and see, my whole, I was talking to Joe about this because one of our other friends, he still plays this game. Like, he never well, he stopped told, Well, really he told playing. me he really hopped back in hard about a month ago to get yeah, used to it. Yeah, he, he said he'd, he'd play like once a week on and off, but he's he still has been playing almost every week since the launch, which is absolutely Does he nuts. have a platinum? No, I don't think so. That's hard to believe because a lot of the platinum is just playing the game. Yeah. Um, but... We were talking about it, and I didn't know, and I still don't know if this is a hoax or not. I looked into it, and a couple of sites said it was. Sean Murray had to sell his house to help fund this game. I don't know if that's true or not, and, but I mean, if so, I mean, I will say real quick that the amount of dedication they've shown to this game, right. even though and this game ran, got ran through hell. It's not all Hello Games' fault. we got to put some of the blame on Sony, for because I'm sure there's contracts where they couldn't. If they would have Hold on, hold on. I, I don't know, man. Here's what it comes down to. Hello Games made it. Hello Games is the ones who decided what the trailer was going to show. They're the ones who decided to perpetuate that there was going to be multiplayer. It was Sean Murray who came out and said, hey, you'll be able to look at your other player. The only way you'll know what you look like is if another player finds you and tells you what you look like but see i'm wondering if if they delayed a game a year yeah and launched it today because this is almost a year yeah, since i mean yeah released. let's just go ahead and say if they, if they delayed it but i'm saying do you think that sony would allow them to delay a year i don't know well what, here's the thing they were partnered with sony but i don't know it's not a full-on exclusive i don't know how much say sony had in it and, and didn't a lie because they but funded I think the it game was, for a good chunk of it they, they, they well that a lot of stuff happened, but yeah, you're you're partially right. There was there was money from Sony involved in this. Uh, I think the the big thing comes down to, as I still say, it really comes down to the fact that Sean perpetuated these things. It doesn't matter what it was. He could, he could have said, "Hey, we're going to release, and then this is our path forward." If they already right. knew they wanted to do these things, they could say, hey, we're going to release because we've already delayed the games enough time. But hey, and this is not going to be exactly what we want it to be at launch. But here's here's what it is at launch. Here's what our plan moving forward is. And kind of was more transparent with everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, three months in, you're going to get this update. And it's going to add base building. It's going to do blah, blah, blah. Six months into the game's release, we're going to add the ability to have vehicles on the surface. You know what I mean? If if they would have said that, I think it would have been a a much more alleviated pressure. Because, I mean, that's why I say I'm I'm proud of them for continuing to support the game, even though it was ran through. I mean, it was drug through the mud by... Pretty much every publisher there was. I mean, every, by every, every publication there was. Uh, there was very little people were happy. Pretty much the only defense the game got was mostly coming from just people who were like, I didn't get hyped up. Because, I mean, you know, I love the game. Yeah. And you didn't let yourself get hyped up for it. Yeah. I mean, I did, but rightfully right, so. Because I, I, I was like, I, I was like, I feel like this is too much of a promise. And from day one, even when, before I got home, I was like, this, game, this is going to be a Minecraft-style game. I was like... It's going to be a game that will continue to build on itself until it gets to a point where it's exactly what you were hoping it was, hopefully. you know. I'm glad you said style, because I'll say it right now. When people compare this game to Minecraft, that is one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh, yeah, because there's nothing like Minecraft. Well, no, and it's because Minecraft didn't come out with a $60 price tag with all these promises that it didn't deliver at launch. That's true. Minecraft never like perpetuated what they were going to be. Well, because Minecraft was, was a surprise. Right, and that's the thing, is yeah. that I can understand people saying a Minecraft-style game, but people will keep saying, it's like Minecraft, you know, they're going to keep updating it and stuff, you got to chill out. No. That's not what this game promised. Now, the reason I went back to it is for a couple good reasons. First of all, I looked into Sean Murray, and uh, he had only talked publicly about this game once after the release. Did you know that? Yeah, no, he was dead silent. In GDC, 2017. Yep. He said that during uh, development, they ran out of money. 
So what happened is is that they ran out of money and they weren't able to accomplish stuff they were wanting to. So they had to kind of launch it in a state where they were missing stuff out because of the funding. Well, there's that, but there's all, there's a lot of things. I mean, they they got hit pretty hard because there was a flood. Uh, with a, I want to say it was like a year or two in development. It was after they initially announced the game at 2014. Gamescom. People, people are curious too that like they're wondering if the flood actually wiped out the master. One hundred percent. They had to and, read. I mean, if, I could be mistaken. If I am, please let me know. But uh, I remember reading in the articles even back when it happened. It completely flooded their office. It got. It, I mean, all of their server, all of everything that they had worked on, all their mass files, pretty much gone. They they, see, they more or less had to start the game over from scratch. And I'm wondering and if that kind of is what did it. And and there was an interview with Sean where he said at the time that happened, there was debate in the office to just kill the project and, and yeah. just don't worry about it. So uh, and they went ahead and pushed on. So again, they, it was obvious that this is a passion project for them. I just wish that there was more transparency about the fact that it wasn't going to be able to be what it was. What they showed. See, and here, here's why I bought it again, because I always admit when I'm wrong, and I always admit, like, you know, why, or I always let you know why. So, they released this game, I got it day of, as a matter of fact, my fiance was so hyped up for it, we bought her a PS4 for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, so, we got the game, I played it for probably 20 hours total, and... I got very bored of it. I was it was a mixture of boredom and being frustrated with what the game was because it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, it really was resource gathering and hopping to another planet. There was no overall um, like real story. I mean, there kind of was, but it was too it was too hard to understand. I didn't it, expect the story, but I was a little disappointed that there was what I would call basically no Joe story. Joe beat the story in like two days, well, which is but, insane. But there's no real, there's not like dialogue to it. It's just, there's a, there's a, into the center. there's an objective. Yeah. Is all it is. And well, now there is. Now you find things yeah, exactly. that say like, I don't know if this freighter crashed here, if it was, if it was uh, shot out of the sky and like the story is brand new. Yeah. I wanted to, yeah. Cause back when it first launched, I was like, I really wanted the story to uh, encapsulate. What are the Sentinels? What do they exist for? Well, see, I don't know what all it does. Cause like I said, I'm only, oh, like, I know. And I'm not saying that's what it in. is now, but I'm just, I like the idea. You definitely need to, when you start playing again, we should probably get on chat tonight and play together and start a whole new game. Okay. Um, but well, I don't know. I got a lot of things on my guy. I'm a little worried about that. No, nah, you, you you'll you'll get them back. But um, and I think that the fact that they they stayed quiet, which I think is the best move for oh, them to have done. They could have easily said the the, the wrong anything. Thing. Yeah. Um, and they continued to work on the game. They didn't. They weren't like some little indie studio that that pooped out a game then just disappeared and and let everybody you know reap the reward or reap the um the loss of the game like. You know, people refunded it on Steam, and I'm sure that hurt them a lot. And they stayed working on this game, and they stayed making these updates free. If they made one of these updates paid for, I would not have bought oh, it. Oh, no, no. That would have gone my, against no. my... It's like Call of Duty World War Two. I haven't told you this. I'm not buying that game now. They made it to where you can earn loot boxes by watching other people unbox loot boxes. That doesn't even make sense. It is... And it is the... It's the mindset of gambling and like that that whole watching people got to get it thing and it's ruining gaming. But that's a whole another topic. Anyways, yeah. Um, I instead of going to GameStop and buying it for nineteen dollars and giving my money to GameStop, I bought it online through the PSN store and gave my money yeah, back. It's on to sale Sony right now for like twenty three. Twenty three dollars. Now oh. I would not pay more than thirty dollars for this game in this current state, just because. It's very limited. It is a well, lot hold on, more. Hold on, hold on. I will actually say, 
where the game is now, for the majority of people, I think, I mean, I haven't played it, but you have, and I'm seeing you kind of fr- even flip around. That's pretty imp- impressive in my mind because, uh, you know, you were pretty much down on that game. By the way, the game looks amazing now. It, 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 they've changed the textures yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, of course. I know. Um, so what it comes down to, though, is I think if this game released in the state it is right now at launch at $60, there would have been a lot less complaints. Honestly, okay, so if it launched, uh, if it launched like this, realistically, the only thing we're really missing – that I can remember that was promised is epic space battles being one, which I know there's a small kind of scale space combat update they did. This is kind of the mystery shroud around this update is that I don't think a lot of people have had enough instances or time to kind of figure out what all this stuff is. Of course, you have a day into it right now. Right, and the multiplayer being orbs. I would have loved to be able to make my own character or customize my exosuit. And appear to other people and look appear, cool. Appear to other people, yes. I'm not, I, and that's where it's going. I, I'm not that worried about the exosuit aspect. Well, and see, I it, mean, it, don't wrong. It adds, it, it just, it adds weird things that just make you want to play the game. It's just extra incentive to do stuff in the game. I mean, uh, well, it, that's all. That's all that you know, staying power. I, like I mean, it's that. a lot of what Destiny is. It doesn't matter right. what you look like realistically, but I know. But still, well, in Destiny, yeah, you got you got have that fashion up. <laughs> um, but anyways, I don't know how the orbs work. I don't think you can actually mine as an orb. I think that orbs are literally for only exploring. Hold on. No, the, all it is is that the orb thing is that I'm playing on my world. I, look, I, I am me. I'm mining. But if you're I, in the same world as me, I, you're mining on your own. I just see you as an orb. Oh, so you're not in. The, it's not like Minecraft where if I place a block, you'll see a block. So if I don't if I mine something out, you won't see it. No. That's my understanding Ooh, right now. See, that is that's a little bit more limited than I thought. Um, but I mean, I could be wrong. We need to play tonight and, right. and know for sure. But I mean, try to figure out that's what up. it looks like. Is right now, this is just to let you kind of explore together, and this is getting the the game and making sure that the servers can handle. And they're they're going to end up breaking it into instances. I'm well, sure. and so, yeah, some somebody I did see they they said if this is real multiplayer, if you press start, does the game pause? And it does. So that's interesting that it's. I don't know how you meet up because obviously the game is single player until you meet up. Yeah. So I don't know how this really works, but it's interesting. And honestly, I think that for $24, you got to, you, you should play it again because as we said with Hellblade, 30 bucks to give me nine hours, you'll get more than nine hours out of this game for That's true. $24. That's true. And it might, it'd be worth it. If you're looking for a space game on the other side of things, there's elite dangerous. I was going to tell Ryan GT this in a Twitter uh, post. He asked about, but I didn't have enough characters because Twitter's 120 or 40 or whatever. That's why you got to just keep replying until you get your yeah. message gone. Basically, Elite Dangerous is good if you want to spend a couple, I would say tens of hours of real life time trying to figure out how to play the game. Oh, The, the, the controls for Flight Sim are fun. There are things on the dash that you want to learn how to do. There's the economy you want to research. There is the map. The map, you can have a 30-minute YouTube video explaining how to use the map alone. And I'm not even joking. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much more time on this topic, but that's right. that's interesting. I, I don't know. Elite, the more I look into it, it's not my kind of game. It's it's a real sim. It and is, I just, it is I don't a very sim. simulation. Uh, but that's it's a time thing. I don't but have enough I, time to play the stuff to, I want to, to play. End the, so. To end the, the question, though, and he asked uh, whether it's enough to people pull people back. I believe so. It pulled me back. I'm trying to convince my fiance to get pulled back into it so she could play it with us. It's uh, pulled uh, Jonathan, one of our friends from another yeah, YouTube channel. In. Yeah, back in so i think it is enough now there are still always going to be people that have a, a salty nature against the game and i well, understand no, there, there's people who got burned and will never come back right that's, and that's, that's fully an, that's understandable anything, so. but i'm pretty forgiving and uh, for you to work on a game for a year 
and put out something for free, which is what you should have done, but I still commend you for not trying to charge a price, EA, um, for stuff, then, yeah, I think it's worth it. All right. Well, cool. I think it's time to move on now to the uh, to the main topic. Would you like to do the winner now? Well, yeah, I mean, we, let's, let's go over what it is real quick. So yeah. what we put up on our Twitter was a little you know we we knew as soon as we kind of as soon as we put out the the new episode we were like hey you know what let's figure out what we want to do with this next episode to celebrate 20 20 episodes so Saul started talking about you know I, I want to do a small giveaway and I wanted to make sure that the giveaway was going out to the people who already follow us and support us for the most part so I wanted to keep it limited to Twitter people who interact with us uh, and it was all just about you know community interaction so what we put up is our 20th episode is a week away to celebrate we are giving away a $20 or 20 pound I think it's what that symbol is right uh, PSA yeah. card uh, to enter reply to this tweet and share it with your favorite games that can be bought for that amount or less and the winner will be chosen on Saturday before recording so that is kind of the that's what we wanted to do, the whole topic of the show to be is value games now it doesn't necessarily have to be $20 games but games that you can get for a smaller amount of money than a typical 40 or $60 release now with this, do you want to go through and read all of these, or do you want to read the winners? I'll do the reader. I'll do the winners, and then we can kind of mention some of the ones that are okay. mentioned a couple times and yeah. stuff like that. But because since we were kind of we're running a little a little longer here than normal, I know some people don't like having a huge huge long podcast. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, uh, it's just and of course this this post will set our Twitter, so um, anybody interested. But do you want to go ahead and just do the giveaway right now and pick? Or yeah, yeah, let's go sure. ahead. Let's 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 see who wins, and then we'll talk about what games that they mentioned in the in the post that was their entry. Alrighty, so we had thirteen people. We put them uh, all your names into a random number generator, and congratulations to Shariko MP 0 oh. because you are the winner of a twenty dollar PSN card or twenty pound PSN card. Um, we're going to contact you on Twitter probably tonight, and uh, you'll hear this on Monday, of course. Um, but what you said is Persona Four Golden, fantastic answer that's actually one of mine which makes me wonder just as a as a small side we didn't talk about sales and stuff for this but persona 4 gold is normally 30 dollars right i got it for 20 on amazon interesting so oh physical edition yeah i didn't think about uh, yeah. that okay so he, he mentioned P4 Golden, uh, Atelier Esha, and, Lo, and Logi Logi. i've actually never played any of the atelier games i wanted to but i uh i didn't get to because of my vita Dying, <laughs> so I, I'm 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 ordering a new Vita soon. Yeah, and the last one was Uncharted: Golden Abyss, which is, I mean, I again I've not played P4 Golden. I understand the reverence for it, and I see why people would love it. Uh, and I'm also, I mean, Uncharted: Golden Abyss is a fantastic game. Every, uh, that was every one of the bit games of that I couldn't I couldn't use the analog sticks to aim right. Uh, I was just, it's just something with the Uncharted? analog sticks. Yeah, well, the and best I used the motion controls. And I used it as a, really I well. used it as a fine tuner. You know, like you'd you'd aim and then you kind of flick it and then hit the the trigger to get your headshot in. Yeah, it was nice. I loved it. It was a good feature. Um, but so another game that I that called out my name and we kind of talked about this is that uh, Kaju Seven over there on Twitter, uh, also named Zizu. He uh, he said Danganronpa. We got we got a good bit of Danganronpa. Yeah, great great games. Like I only played Trigger Happy Havoc, and I want to pick up and Trigger, ha- Trigger Happy Havoc is the first one, correct? Right. Okay. Um, and it is. Oh, it's so worth it, dude! It's so worth. You it. You know, I still haven't game. jumped in. You do you like Phoenix Wright games? 
Yeah, I mean that oh, actually. We had, had a conversation with uh, with Robert, the real turnip lord guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's what we were talking about. Is that I've actually I've seen the game plenty of times, and I've, I've, a lot of people have told me to play him. But that's that's what I always hear from people is that it's very you know it's 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 got the the ridiculousness that the Phoenix Rights games right. have mixed in with the serious very, natures. Yeah, very gory, or I say gory, but kind of very serious and kind of dark, very dark to- tones. For but then there's game. all these weird whimsical things that are like, like anime. It's like a I, very, I, I've seen that Monaco it's like really weird it's yeah like it's very good awkward so i mean that's that's a good i've seen that a lot uh I, another one i saw mentioned that i think is interesting because you can get it for pretty cheap we talked about it once is fallout 4 and i think that that is a game that at this point in time and no man's sky is another one that was up there these are games that have exactly like you're saying they're, they're games that are valued not only because are they they they're well-made games uh whether they're necessarily your style or not but they're also when you can get them as cheap you know if you spend 20 dollars on a game and can get 100 hours of gameplay that's amazing uh it doesn't necessarily mean it's a great game but it just so happens that these in particular are uh, so a couple of other games that stood out to me and I actually didn't even realize the last of us remastered is down to $20. It's, it shouldn't be surprising, uh, but what a game for 20 bucks, man. What was it? Last Sorry. Of, last I was of reading a, the message. Yeah, to, the to the, the last of us remastered. Oh yeah. $20. Oh yeah. Uh, I would say the multiplayer is worth $20 alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, the multiplayer is fantastic. And I know you'll agree with this, but, uh, Matt, not Maddie, uh, pulled out the, uh, Metal Gear Solid HD collection. Oh boy. That is a lot of games. Okay. I will say this. I love both Metal Gear Solid and both the Vita. Do not buy that game on the Vita. That game, you the controls are terrible. I haven't played on Vita. Dude, you have to use the back pad to do melee attacks with your knife. Yeah. It's, oh, is it in the small square sections? It's, yeah. it's, And I think that's what it was. I think I, I tried to map them to something else. I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. I've never played it on Vita, but I know that the games looked good on Vita. So... I was always wondering how, you know, they did Metal Gear Solid 3 on the 3DS. I was like, how does that work? Dude, and that, they actually performs and looks really good. I was so surprised at how good it looked. I didn't feel like replaying the game at that point. So, uh, one more thing I wanted to call out VitaFan9. I mentioned the Oddworld games, and I do want to say, man, for the money, Stranger's Wrath is amazing. What an interesting game. For those who don't know what Stranger's Wrath is, it came out on the original Xbox in like 2004. Uh, Oddworld games, so Abe's Odyssey and Abe's Exodus on the PS1 are part of that series. Um, you play as Stranger, and you're uh, a creature who has like a little crossbow, and it uses live ammo. So you have to gather ammo from like bugs and stuff that are around. Like there's these little furball things. You just find the nest, and you've got to you basically got to shoot little engine things at them to pick them up, and they become your ammo. So you can like shoot bees at people and sting them. Or, this is all world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stranger's Wrath. I love the game, man, it's, and it performs so well. What was on the game Vita. on a on a Xbox? Stranger's Wrath, and there was also Munch's Odyssey. That's the one I'm thinking of. It had Odyssey. Or something like that. Munches. It had something. Odyssey in the title, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, see, and one that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Nicole over there at Gamers Delight. Everybody's She's, going to the rapture? Yeah, she is uh, with Dan and Rebecca and uh, for the Square XO, uh, one of our uh, our favorite peoples. I'm going to call them Sister Podcast. Sister Podcast. Yeah, yeah, they're over there in the big old yeah. UK. Uh, she said everybody's gone to the rapture. Great game. Uh, great soundtrack. I love the ambience of that game too. Man, that, that game was super weird for me because I remember when I, the first day I was playing it, I was walking around I was like, I don't understand where I'm supposed to be going right now. Follow the orb, it, and but it took me a while because I yeah. felt like I was following the orb, but I still wasn't going anywhere new. And I was like, I'm very confused. Uh, but it's the more you work through that game, it's a very interesting game. Uh, it is, and actually, the story behind the development of that game was also kind of crazy. But I'm not going to get into that here. So I know I want to talk about a, a few other games we've mentioned on here. One of my favorite games for a low price, and I know that we've had tons of fun with it. Saul. So is Terraria. 
Yeah, and actually, I was going to ask you, I was like, if you had one, your favorite value game ever, would it be Terraria? If I had to say a game that I feel like I've got the most enjoyment, but also just with, you know, really, I, I'm one of those people, I've told you this before, Terraria, I played so much, and it was so good to me, that it is a game I would have gladly paid $60 for, and that sounds wild, because the game's like $13. Yeah, and like we put, I'm not kidding when, when I say this, Dude, we just put me and you 100 plus hours into that game. Just me and you, and, and you gotta think, before that, I put like 50 hours of my own time into it. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely Whenever I was playing nuts. the PS3 and Vita. So, I mean, I think that's definitely a good example of a game that can just be so fun. Uh, the co-op aspect actually makes that game even more fun. The building aspect's really fun. Uh, I think that is a great game for that kind of money. I, I try and think of other games that I've gotten for such a low amount of money that I ended up loving. Uh, one of them is a game that's actually free on PS Plus this month. Apparently, Cross Buy, that Super Motherload game. Uh, I remember I told you I played Motherload a whole bunch, and then I played yeah, Motherload. It's yeah. more you drill. That right. game is Cross Buy. It's on PS4 free as well on PS Plus. You need to download it so me and you, you can play it. Is that the game where you shoot across and you drill into like a wall, then you kind of go down? Like it's kind of like it's, a platformer, it, you, but you're you, drilling. No, you look. You're like this. What, oh no! I think I know what you're talking about. But okay. what, what I'm talking about is it's it's top. I mean, you can you can move over, but your the main goal is that you're digging down into the ground. There's ore and stuff like that, and you continue to upgrade your ship. So we talked about. But the game is really fun, and since it's cross by, I really want you to download it and just play it with me, will not, so you can see if you like it, and then hopefully we can beat the game. It looks okay. Yeah. Well, that's motherload. That wasn't super motherload. Uh, well, Google does not know what super is means. Then apparently, I'm pretty sure I looked at that. Who said that? Super motherload. Super we're going to look at this. Shout out to them. No, that's Motherload. I'm fairly... No, that's Super Motherload. It's got the people in the front. Interesting. Yeah, from the angle, it looked at like the old Flash game art. It's, I mean, it's similar, but it looks better on PS4. Uh, so, I mean, that's another good game. Uh, I, I, I want to say that was $20 at launch of the PS4, and I played the hell out of that. I got a lot of time out of that. Oddworld, uh, Stranger's Wrath, I want to say was 20 at at launch even. Uh, maybe it was 24 27 26 something like, the, something like that. But I actually got that on PS3 first, and then ended up playing it on Vita as well. That is a great game for the value. It's just a, it's a kind of fun storyline. Those games are always, the worlds are so interesting because of the, how weird the characters are. Um, and that quirkiness really sticks around with me. Yeah. So what's a game that you think of, though? Because, I mean, I think there's a few games that we've played together. The most recent example and the longest example is Terraria. But what else yeah. can you think of? Now, I will say that with this whole, like, I love this topic because it just works with this week so well. Because, obviously, Hellblade is going to be an answer. Yeah, Hellblade obviously, is no definitely Man's an Sky is going to be an answer because No Man's Sky being $23, you're going to get the value out of that yeah, easily. Yeah, it's coming back, yeah. Um, Even though that price is temporary. Right, yeah, it's on sale right now for till like, like, like the sixteenth or something. Yeah, so if you, if you're watching this podcast, it'll be ooh, it'll be the fourteenth when this podcast comes out. So no, it'll be the fifteenth. So yeah, if you hear that, you better you have twenty four hours to go get that game and pay the twenty three dollars for it. So, but besides that, I would say, and I didn't pay for this game, but I know it's around twenty dollars, maybe a little bit cheaper. Is Titan Souls? I platinum yeah, that game. Yeah. Love that game. You know, it, there's not a whole lot of content in it, but it is so fun and so rewarding for uh, the price. I think that that is a great example of a budget game that just ends up being so good. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I actually got that on computer first, and then I started playing it on computer because I got it on sale for like $4, and I was like, man, this would be so good on Vita. And then it came out free on PS Plus a couple months later. So well, it worked out. And I have one last game. This one you can find it pretty much all the time at this price. I've actually seen it at GameStop marked new 
for this price. Uh, and that's, of course, during their sales and stuff. But I've seen it there multiple times during multiple different times of the year. And it's Doom, $20. Yeah, Doom is down a lot right now. Doom is so, fun. It, the I've multiplayer is really hectic. The storyline's fun. I'm not a huge fan of the multiplayer. It gives me, I don't know, it just gives me the... It's I don't like, know, I can't describe it. It just gives me like a feeling of anger almost like i don't know what it is it's like i play and i'm like this is not fun like i just turn it off <laughs> but yeah it is certainly the soundtrack for it's really good too i think journey's a good answer into this uh, if you rhyme, want to talk about experiences yeah uh, rhyme is really good how much was rhyme uh rhyme was third 30 30 or, or 40 i could see it being 40 no i got about halfway through that game and i need to go back and beat it it's a really good game yeah i think journey is a, is a really good example of that though because journey is what i consider hellblade to be Hellblade is so interesting in, in its story or in the way that it presents its world and the way it uses its, I guess I want to say motif in the story. I think that that game is such a, an interesting experience the first time around, just like Journey is, that it's worth the money in and of itself. Yeah. And uh, it was free like three months ago too. Journey? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was on PS4. What yeah, a, man, I, that is a great game. Um, I would think, I would say that uh, Tales from the Borderlands, 20 bucks for yeah, everything. Yeah, that was actually, That's somebody shouted that out. Yeah. Um, that's a good value. Uh, I thought the story. And some of these are in retrospect. I mean, I'm trying to think of games that launch at that kind of price. You know what I mean? I'm going to back up our years because I don't turn mine well, off. Well, yeah, I mean, but I'm thinking of games that launch at kind of that, that middle ground price because um, Pyre. Now, I will say, uh, and you know, I've never beaten Transistor. I haven't gone back to it. Yeah, Transistor's and great. That, Transistor and Bastion are both really good it. examples of that. I beat it on PC. I need to go back and beat it on PS4. Yeah. Because I need the trophies. But uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, but let me think here. There was something I downloaded. Let me go. Let me go dig into the PlayStation. Well, actually, app. I'll say right now, Darksiders: The War Mastered Edition is twenty dollars brand new, even on disc. See, in those games, I could tell. I could see the value and the quality in them. They just felt super dated. Well, to the me. first one's super dated. Yeah. The second one is not. I think you would enjoy the second one. I don't know if you've played it yet because no, I would imagine you want to play sure the first one first. Yeah. But. Um, I guess we could give a shout out to the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. It's forty bucks. Forty dollars, three, three games. games, and those are three really great games. Going through the old trophy list, that's a good way to do it. Oh, see, this doesn't count. I realized what I was thinking of. It's a Switch game. It's that. It's that. Uh, Go- Mighty Gunvolt Burst game. It's like oh, a two yeah, D yeah. Metroid. Uh, not Metroid. Mega Man style game. Ten dollars, and it's. I beat that game, and it took me around fourteen hours to beat it. And it was super fun retro game, but <laughs> that game needs to be on Vita. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I don't know. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head right now. I think a lot of the ones that are my go-tos when I tell people about cheap games that are so fun is just Terraria. I feel like I've gotten so much time out of. Uh, I know that there's more. Uh, so Ooh, I don't know how much this game costs. I'll do some research really, really quick. No, go ahead. What I was going to say is that if any of you guys who are watching or listening have any games that you can think of that are cheap that uh, didn't necessarily go into the entries, I just, I'm interested in seeing what people think are, are good value games. They don't necessarily need to be under $20. What games are not necessarily at that standard $40 and $60 price point that you feel like you got a lot out of? If you want to throw one in that's, that was one of the $60 price points or $40, that's fine because I think The Witcher 3 is a good example of a game that's worth a lot of money. And, um, uh, Skyrim is one of those two. But go ahead. Hyper Light Drifter. Oh, yeah, I know you love that game. So I have that game physically. I actually paid I still double the you to borrow it. Let me borrow it, and I keep forgetting. You need to bring me back to Surge, by the way. Hey, let's just go to my apartment real quick. We'll grab both. You can borrow both of them. Right. Or have Surge back. In. But it, it, honestly, if I could think of a game that was a single-player game that I could recommend you, um, I would recommend you uh, Hyper Light Drifter, Shiriko. So. Oh, actually, hold on. We're talking about the one thing. I don't know how this skipped my head. There's three that are instant to mine. Severed. Guacamelee and the Adventure Time, the Nameless Kingdom. Oh, 
for a dollar. Dude, for a dollar. So, so that Shariko, game is amazing. You have mentioned that you uh, you, you have Your a whole, Vita. His whole list was Vita. So if you have it, not played one dollar, the, the name yeah the. Uh, um, Buy it 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> Adventure Time, The Nameless Kingdom. Probably the best dollar I've spent in a long time. I will say Severed, beautiful experience. I love the hell out of that That game. was free, wasn't and it? And it was free when... when yeah. And I remember I bought it right before it came free. And I bought, uh, Guac- I brought, I bought Guacamelee right before it came free. But Both great games. I, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. They're very good games. I think the Vita is home to a lot of games that are very value priced. And it's funny because my mind wanted to stick with PS4 on this, but I really need to say, man, the Vita has been consistently one of the games of this year that blew me away for $20 at launch was East Orzen. Yeah, that that's another good one. Amazing. That's if a value you game. Have, if you have, I know if you've got twenty dollars and you've got a Vita, and actually it's been on sale a couple times, and it is on PS4, but I thought it felt very at home on the Vita. Uh, if you actually, yeah, Shiriko, if you want to spend this twenty dollars on a great game and you have not picked up East Origin, I advise getting it's it. It's cross-buy. Is very good, too. so you can um, play it on your PS4. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's a game I really wouldn't recommend to play on a console. Just because it's, it fits handheld perfectly. Yeah, but I've played so much Vita lately. I guess my I don't know why. I mean, I played so much Vita in a, in a period of time, and then I've been playing more PS4 lately that I guess my brain kind of shut out some of those Vita games I experienced at such a, a cheap price. But and see, and they're so good. It kind of harkens back to us being PlayStation, uh, a PlayStation podcast. But that's how Nintendo works for me. Their handhelds always have such great quality games, and it for, mirrors for a, the Vita. A, yeah, because you know another example, and I'm just going to throw it out there, even though it's a, it's a 3DS game, Rune Factory Four. You know, I great played game. that game. So I still have that game. Much. at home collecting dust. I need to play it again. Oh, man. I, I ran that game on the ground. So, yeah. If you have any games that are value in your mind, I don't care what they are. You let us know what they are. And, and Shuriko, I really would uh, I would love it if you tweet us and tell us what you end up getting with the uh, with the code. I think yes, Saul sir. has already messaged you about that. I sure So, have. we'll get that to you as soon as we can. We wanted to wait until we chose a winner so we know what currency to buy it in before and we, we do send it off. appreciate everybody else on twitter dan nicole the uh the other dan yeah. dan i keep calling you dan uk but dan tiller um we we appreciate the uh, the conversation and stuff i think about every 10 episodes we'll do a giveaway yeah. like this i think giveaways are fun and, um, and it's a good just it's, it's i liked it for the community interaction it's fun and oh. if you're one of our soundcloud listeners just give us a give us a follow on twitter to kind of keep in the know with this kind of stuff too because we've also adapted this new um kind of format of we're going to post a topic up probably thursday or friday of the or maybe even monday we did this on a monday and it yeah, worked out really well that's true it gives, it gives um, good time but that way you can get into the conversation and we can talk with you on the show and get back to you on twitter and we can we can always have these kind of fun conversations because it's all about the community well so i think that we are done with this episode what i would think you say? we are good old episode 20 right or is this 19 <laughs> <laughs> yeah we gotta go I'm back to serious. doing that <laughs> alright well this has been episode 20 of Triangle Squared thank you so much for listening to us for 20 long episodes it just seems like we've not been doing this long but almost, also like we've been doing it forever almost half a year 33 um, or 32 more episodes will be a half a year or we'll be at a full year we're almost at a half a year now wow yeah, we're almost at six months of doing this. Well, Can thank you all so it? much for, for entertaining us and uh, letting us entertain you. That's what I'm going to say. Right. So, yeah, thank you. Until same. next week's episode for episode 21, this has been Triangle Squared. Thank you, guys.